Do it. Block Do it. Radio. Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast, a podcast for the aquatically obsessed, with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter, in pursuit of all things aquatic, bringing you Koi Pond and Water Garden advice straight from the field. The show starts now. Show starts now. Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter, your host of the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. And I'm also owner of Full Service Aquatics, which is a Koi Pond Water Garden water feature company based out of Summit, New Jersey. And we specialize in the design, installation, maintenance, services, you name it, of Koi Ponds, water gardens, and water features of every size every type, every shape, every style. If you're thinking about a project in the New Jersey area, feel free to give me a call or check out my website, fullserviceaquatics.com, which is also loveyourpond.com, or give me a call, 908-277-6000. So welcome to episode 55 of the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast, everybody, where we are going to be talking about grass carp. Have you heard of them? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Now you have. So let's get into talking about these amazing fish a little bit. Grass carp, also called triploid grass carp, diploid grass carp, or white ammer. Not very alluring names for a fish that one may want to stock their natural pond with. These are best for large-scale applications using these fish. The grass carp, its Latin name, Tina Ferragodon italis. Let me try that one again. Tina Ferragodon, Tino Ferringodon italis. I really, you know, I could be pronouncing that right, right? Could be pronouncing it wrong. My Latin accent is uh, very Americanized. But anyway, the grass carp, not really the greatest looking fish to keep in your pond. So you definitely don't want it in your small decorative backyard pond. They don't make good tank mates or pond mates uh, for koi or goldfish or anything like that. Not that they wouldn't get along with them. It's just that if you have a small scale koi pond, water garden, something along those lines, well, first of all, they'll eat everything in the water garden, but you just don't want to keep them in with fancy, expensive, imported or domestic beautiful, colorful koi. And on top of that, they're just not easy to acquire. Take note, you will probably require a permit to keep them in your pond. Who wants to do paperwork just to get a fish? I mean, like, why bother? (laughs) But I'll tell you why bother with these particular fish. Aquatic weed and algae control for your natural pond or lake. So many of us, so many pond keepers struggle with algae blooms, uh, heavy algae conditions, aquatic weeds growing out of control in their pond or in their lake, and they just don't know what to do with it. You know, most people are kind of relegated to dumping in tons of chemicals into their pond, 
toxins. I mean, just stuff you, I just don't think you'd want to do. Turning your pond into kind of a diluted chemical bath after a long time. You, you keep doing those applications of those heavy duty chemicals and pretty soon that is what you have. It's, it's not a pond or a lake anymore. So that's where these fish come in great. They are organic, natural, aquatic weed and algae control. Ah, so suddenly now these fish are appealing, right? Yeah, you bet they are. The grass carp is a somewhat misunderstood fish. There's a lot of misinformation attached to it as well, especially when you're out there researching it, doing your homework. Even the name, grass carp. To pond keepers, I mean, that would conjure up an image of a fish that looks like a carp, common carp, a koi. But the physical similarities are very few when compared to an actual carp. The grass carp has a sleek, elongated body with silver, kind of white-gray coloration, has a broad head, has no barbs in the mouth area that you would find in the with carp and goldfish, uh, with carp. And the finnage is different from that of a carp or of a koi. If you kind of take in a grass carp, look at its, its overall body shape and how the fins are laid out, it really looks like a huge minnow like a guppy, ah, minnow, a huge minnow, more so than a carp. So really, it's not a carp, um, but that's its name. It's its common name. Common names aren't really wrong. It's just how people refer to them, and, you know, it is what it is. So for the sake of this podcast, we're checking out grass carp. And this fish has been around for a very long time. It's served mankind on many levels. It's not just for algae control in many parts of the world. The grass carp is actually a native to China. And the Chinese have used these fish to control weed growth in rice paddies and algae growth, of, uh, algae growth, of course, and also as a food source for about 2,000 years. So they've been around for a while. They've been serving mankind for a while and, and even probably prior to that. Marco Polo the explorer extraordinaire, probably one of the most famous ones in history. Everybody knows Marco Polo. He's not just a swimming pool game. Marco Polo made mention of this fish in his travels. And for close to 300 years, the Russians uh, were, were, now the Russians are into ponds, the Russians are into everything it seems, but the Russians have utilized the white ammer, which is the name that, that you know, you're going to find spread across as you, you kind of get into this fish, the white ammer, the grass carp. The Russians have utilized them for aquatic weed and algae control as well. So this very hardy vegetarian river fish has provided an economical cost-effective solution for algae and weed control across the globe, not just here in the United States. As a matter of fact, they're more controlled here in the United States than probably other parts of the world. In more recent times, the grass carp was used in Egypt to clean up the Nile River <laughs> uh, as it was getting overgrown with whatever plants were taken over. 
this is what they use to clean it up. In modern times, this quick-growing, great-tasting, fun sport fish is outlawed in much of the U.S. because of the environmental impact misinformation regarding this fish. And it is considered a sport fish fishing world. It's supposed to be a lot of fun to fish for these guys. They put up quite a fight from what I understand. I've never done it personally, but that's what I've heard. Grass carp were introduced into the United States in 1963, the early 60s. And today it's considered an invasive species. The belief is that grass carp will just reproduce out of control and they're going to destroy ecosystems. So many, many states, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, I could go on, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, of course, New York, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, Wyoming, and a few others, they're illegal. And most of the remaining states where they're not just straight up illegal require permits to stock these fish. It's kind of a misunderstood fish. According to fisheries biologists, they really share little of the traits that its carp namesake has. For example, the grass carp does not muddy the waters of ponds or lakes in its efforts to eat plant materials, like its cousin, the European carp. That's one of the problems with European carp in natural waterways. They tend to make, they muddy things up. They muck around. They, they make a mess of things. They make water quality very turbid, reduce visibility. Um, there's all sorts of issues that they can create. The grass carp actually tends to mow plants. They, they chew them, much like you see a cow kind of grazing on grass. They graze along the plants. They eat them from the top down because of the way its mouth is placed on its body. The grass carp does not tear out aquatic plants by rooting and, in effect, muddying the water like its namesake, the actual carp, would do. Grass carp also doesn't prey upon invertebrates or fish eggs or small fish. They much prefer aquatic weeds and thin-leaved pond weeds as well, and algae and floating weeds. That's their preferred food source. They're not going to really go and, you know, kind of mess up other fish populations because of predation. That's not this fish. And with enough food supply, the grass carp can get to be a pretty good size. In the first two years, they can grow incredibly fast up to two inches in a month <laughs> and weigh up to 20 pounds. It's a big fish. The average adult weight is, and you know, I'm saying weigh up to 20 pounds. I'm talking about in the first two years, the average adult grass carp, its weight is about 40 pounds. They'll get up to four feet in length. Some full grown grass carp have weighed in at a hundred pounds. So there's some real big mama jamas out there. I've definitely seen in dealing with some of the ponds um, that I work with, I've seen them gliding through the water and they're impressive, man. It's, it's a big fish. It's 
the big fish, and they're very, very effective at what they do, which is half the reason that you need a permit or that they've been made illegal. Because let's say they did get out of a controlled environment, the potential to destroy habitat, to eat desirable aquatic plants, um, in essence, destroying habitats, is a, a real possibility. So they do have to be controlled. And when you get them, they're going to be sterilized. Um, however, grass carp do not destroy nesting areas of waterfowl, which may be reported. Other fish could do that. And they do prefer moving water as their natural habitat, like rivers, of course. Many biologists report that grass carp can only reproduce in river systems as the eggs need river conditions to be successful. Successful spawns in standing water, like a pond, like a lake, is impossible. Yet the practice of sterilizing these fish is commonplace for what I mentioned before. They can, if they were to get out and reproduce, it could have a, a pretty uh, negative effect on certain environments. The sterilized form of the grass carp is a triploid carp. Fertile grass carp are diploid carp. And they do generally live about 10 years, but as mentioned before, they, they can live much longer under ideal conditions. During the winter months, the grass carp goes through a period of dormancy like so many other fish. They kind of just settle down. Their activity levels really drop quite a bit. Uh, they're not grazing as much as they do during the rest of the year. When, but when water temperatures get up to about 65, you know, somewhere around there, they feed intensely. However, if you're using them to, in your own private pond or private lake and you're using them for aquatic weed control, they may be very shy about feeding in areas of human activity, like swimming docks, swimming areas, stuff like that. So keep that in mind. To obtain these fish for pond stock, you have to contact your state's Division of Wildlife to be directed on how to obtain them exactly in your area. And when I say Division of Wildlife, I mean whichever agency acts that way in your area. Those are the people you need to talk to. They're typically the ones who will issue the permit and come out and make sure that your pond is the right type of pond to accept these type of fish. So they'll come out to see if you are indeed eligible to keep grass carp. You'll probably have to provide a rough diagram of your pond. They may ask for that. A basic requirement for most ponds that want to stock these fish is that the ponds are large enough. This is a large scale pond or lake fish. Again, you don't want to put them into a small body of water. And they cannot have any areas that would allow for escape into other bodies of water. If you have an inline pond, a pond that has water coming into it and a pond that has water leaving from it, an inline pond that the fish can easily escape from, you'll not likely be permitted to keep grass carp. You'll have to put in into place some sort of mechanism that can assure, whether it's screening or whatever it is, an approved mechanism that will keep these fish from escaping from your pond, including during times of flooding, which is typically how it's going to end up happening. 
When introducing grass carp, you may only be allowed to stock a few. These guidelines are going to depend on your state's regulations. Um, but you really don't need many. They're really that effective. Maybe 10 grass carp per acre is a good starting stock level. That might be actually even a little high, depending on what size you get them at. Once they're stocked in a pond, they're not easy to get out. You're going to have to fish. And hey, it's sport fishing. Go out there and have a blast. Hop in your little rowboat. Do some sport fishing. So they're not easy to get out. Um, and they're very effective at controlling the weeds. The results may take a little time to become apparent, but they will. Fear not. These fish do their jobs eating up to three times their own body weight daily. Daily. So if you want to say goodbye to costly, ineffective chemical treatments for your pond's weed and algae problem, then the white ammer, the grass carp, may be your solution. It's a very effective worker fish, and they can even provide some sport for your pond, too. Being known to put up a good fight, being as smart as a trout, with their long lifespans, they could even become aquatic friends to you, keeping your pond's undesirable plant growth in check for you. But be sure to check your state's laws concerning these amazing fish and stock them wisely. The younger fish do tend to eat more algae and aquatic weeds. And as they grow older and bigger, their consumption of probably what you want them to take is going to slow down a bit. Um, like any animal, their dietary and nutritional needs change over the years. But this is something that I would highly recommend for your large-scale pond or lake. If you're having aquatic weed issues, if you're having algae control issues, this is a great natural way to deal with that issue and not have to turn your pond into a chemical dumping ground. So keep the grass carp in mind for your aquatic weed control and uh, good luck with that. And be sure to check with your local division of wildlife or whichever agency acts like that in your, your area. And they can point you in the direction of how you too can obtain grass carp for your pond. Okay. So that's it on grass carp, everybody, an amazing fish for your pond a very effective fish. And I thank you guys all for tuning in again. My name is Mike Gannon from full service aquatics. We are a company located in summit, New Jersey. Check us out online, fullserviceaquatics.com, loveyourpond.com. We design, install, maintain, and service amazing koi ponds, water gardens, and water features all over the state of New Jersey. Reach out to us. Even if you have an out of state project, let's talk. How could it hurt? Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time, everybody, on the Pond Hunter Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio, the Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. Hey, keep it pondy, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.